recording in progress. All right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, Julia, Ava, thank you so much for joining my episode two thank <laughs> podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining and taking the time out. I know you guys are busy. Um, I saw the winter of 79 last night and was blown away. I just was like, you know, when you hear of like independent projects, you're like, all right, it's just like, like me, like a lone wolf with a camera, just kind of like going around shooting. But like, this was a real production. This was like a big deal. Like you had, like, I saw the credits you had, like how many people worked on this project? Probably over 60 people worked on it. Wow. Yeah. How long, how long did it take you to make this film? So it's actually a funny story. This was my thesis film at Chapman University and we were shooting it, um, unfortunately, in like the midst of COVID, right when COVID hit. Uh, okay. So we shot three days of our shoot and then the whole world shut down. Um, and we basically had to postpone the film for six months until I convinced my school to let me pick up the shoot. Uh, and then we had another four days of filming. But honestly, overall, it probably took like a year and a half to make the whole wow. film. So 20 minutes took a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. It it took a while and it took it took me probably to like a good chunk of time to write the script and like nail down the story. How long did the writing, how, what was your writing process like? I mean, I'm sure this was like a family story, but like, like in terms yeah. of holding down like the creative process, like you mind just, I don't, you know, I don't want you to give away too much because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but just kind of like give us a little, like a little framework on how your creative process was in writing it. Yeah, no, totally. Well, I knew for my thesis, I wanted to do something big and like the story, the story or stories I've been wanting to tell since I started filmmaking are really like my family's escape stories from Iran during the revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where I started. I just went around interviewing family members who I knew had, you know, some interesting story to share. And what I heard was baffling. Um, so I just took all of those stories and and sewed this film together. Wow. Ava, you are kind of like this quasi star in the project. Uh, I mean, the, the mother, what was the mother, the actress who played the mother? Her name's Nina Nayebi. Nina. She she killed it. And yeah. and she did really good. And the father, too, because like, you know, like his his acting was really good in it, too, especially the last scene, like the look on his face. I was like, oh, um, but Ava, Ava did a great job. I mean, you Ava, do you not you normally speak Farsi? You're born here. I was born here. Farsi is my first language, but it's not my dominant language. So okay. I grew up being able to understand everything and speaking a little bit, but I speak with an American accent. So a big um, challenge for me was really trying to to nail it without the American accent. So I I, I was born, born, raised in New York City. So I, I definitely feel your pain on that. <laughs> so, but you nailed it. You nailed it in this role. You did a really good job on this. So, so tell me a little background about you, Alva. Like, like how long have you been, like what made you get into acting and how long have you been into it? And what did you do to convince your parents to not make you go into like medical school? <laughs> so my parents are actually really open-minded. I, I think from like a really early age, they saw that this was a thing that I really enjoyed and was sort of good at. Mm -hmm. And so they just fostered it. They didn't necessarily push me into it. They didn't restrict me. They just sort of let me be a kid. 
Yeah. Um, and my passion for it developed and developed and developed and there was no sight of it stopping. And so, you know, when I was in high school, I started getting more serious and they put me into like summer programs. Um, when I was a junior in high school, I did this like summer acting program at UCLA, mm -hmm. um, which was like a conservatory for sort of college audition pre preparation. And then my parents were like, okay, you want to audition for theater schools throughout the country? All right, let's do this. And they wow. just really were like very gung-ho. Um, they were just very supportive, essentially. And yeah. Um, yeah, they never, they, they, they never, they always made it me feel like it was my gift and they were really just supportive in it. That's really good. That's really good to have parents who are like, who, who are able to foster the talents and passions of your child, because so many, I mean, I'm sure even you, Julia, I mean, so many of our parents, they always want to flip the generation around to like, to be successful, like go yeah. lawyer, doctor, engineer. And it's like, what you, you want to be an actress? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, you, were you a clown? Like, go to the circus. It's like, you, you can't follow your hobbies, but Right. It's good. I, I, anyone I meet who has passions and dreams, I always tell them to go for that. So mm -hmm. it's really, it's really admirable to see, see you two beautiful, young, talented, you know, uh, passionately driven people like going, pushing, pursuing that dream, you know, and uh, Julia, like, I love the direction you took with this film because it's, your camera movement was so like I'm gonna get really analytical with it, okay? Yeah, do like, it. <laughs> like I love, I love the camera movement, the color correction, the editing, the casting, the acting, the writing, the like just so much. Like, cause I'm a, I'm a cinema buff. Like I love cinema. You checked off like all those boxes. <laughs> like I'm waiting for like I'm I'm actually like waiting for you. Like all right, what did she what did she do here? And I was like, okay, oh she nailed it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so like yeah, like so in terms of like um. What what was the, like the inspirational like directorial style that you took in in terms of this film as opposed to what you might have might have excluded in other films that you might have done? Well, how is this project different from other projects? Yeah, totally. This this project is actually very different from my past work. My past work is a lot more kind of that candid slice of lifestyle, and with this film, I really wanted to do something that lended itself more to the story, which was this fast-paced, almost like drama thriller. Um, and I was actually really inspired by um, like like films like The King, shows like Game of Thrones, um, these kind of really epic um, movies and TV shows, because like growing up, this story has always been so epic to me. I mean, these are the stories that changed our lives and the trajectory of our lives. Um, and so I really wanted to give that this story the kind of grandiose feeling that it deserved. Um, so I just really kind of like went all out with that. Me and my cinematographer had so many discussions about how we're going to shoot this. Um, and I, I pulled inspiration from all sorts of different places from the King, from Moonlight, from, like I said, Game of Thrones, um, and just tried to make something that felt very Iranian and like very true to the culture. Um, but like had all of those more intense cinematic elements to them. And and I guess that too makes it a bit more of like a diaspora film. It makes it a little bit more American. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, even even as like I'm not Jewish, but like I don't need to be Jewish to 
feel the ethereal presence of this film. Either way, I mean, this regime has totally affected negatively everybody. So oh. it, it didn't, it didn't, like I felt it. And going back to The King, I love The King. That's one of my favorite movies. I love Nicholas Bratel. He's one of my favorite composers. So awesome. uh, actually in one of the videos I, I, I had sent in terms of like the content that I created, I used all of my footages from all of the rallies and I put it on a Nicholas Bratel score. I love that. He's the best. And your use of uh, the string instruments in this film, like was very much, I, I, could, I could sense there was like an element of that. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very tasteful. Very, very touching. Thanks. Thank and, you. I appreciate it. And it's and it's interesting how like you made this about a, a year like during COVID. And yet at mm -hmm. a time now, it's so appropriate to people to kind of get this message. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, how like the timing in which all this is kind of came about? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely unfortunate timing, but it's also, you know, it's it's an it's while it's um a really tragic time for Iran. It's also a really inspiring and hopeful time because, mm -hmm. you know, with these protests, we're, you know, we're getting excited. You know, maybe something will change after 43 years of this regime. And, and to be honest, like the reason I got into filmmaking was because of these stories, because of what what happened to our families. <laughs> Excuse me, I have a cough. Um, it's not uh, COVID, right? Not COVID, thank God. It's not much better, but not COVID. <laughs> um, no, I mean, the reason I got into filmmaking was because of these stories. So since day one, I've been telling these types of stories. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was honestly bound to happen that one or two of my films would coincide with a major, you know, movement going on in Iran. And, and that's, I mean, that's what I'm just hoping to do through filmmaking is make these stories more prevalent and make people more aware of what's going on in Iran, make people more aware of what happened in Iran um, right. during the revolution. So I, I'm just, you know, really happy to be able to contribute to that message in any way, shape, or <laughs> excuse me, sorry. <laughs> I'm very happy to contribute to that message in any way, shape, or form. Well, I couldn't agree with you more because, I mean, the media really hasn't been shedding a lot, enough light on, on the subject. So anything that we can do to help amplify the voices, it's I mean, the I, least we can do. And I think to, like, add to that, I think after a while, like it gets so numbing to just see the like death toll of people go up. Like mm -hmm. even me who's had family escape, even me who like intimately understands, you know, Julia's great uncle, Habib al was the first Jew who was killed in Iran, which was wow. the catalyst for my family leaving Iran. Like wow. we intimately understand what it's like for the regime to kill our family members. And even with that, I get like desensitized after seeing body after body death after death after death so like making these films it grounds us and reminds us that these are individual people these are families this is your father this is your mother this is your sister it really i think it, it roots us back into oh these are these are people these are people you know what i mean yeah and, uh, absolutely absolutely and yeah. i think that's a i think that's probably a flaw in the human condition because it's just a part of our programming. Like you get used to something over and over and over again. We just become desensitized. Like you said, like I was in healthcare for like seven years, six years. And like after a while, like, you know, 
you become desensitized to patients, but I try to always be grounded in a good bedside matter. So, but uh, I'm sure when you, Ava, when you take in a role like that, I mean, I'm sure you, it recenters you and regrounds you. I really, really wish you could have seen the performance because it was so, I, I'll show you the video when it's done. Yeah, you have to. You have yeah, to. I'll show you the video. But um, I wanted to ask you, like, so how did you two meet? Like, because that seems like you're in another, you're in another role in like this, another movie, uh, The Garden of Tulips, if I'm not mistaken. Is that yeah, what it's yeah, yeah. So like that's that movie had it's still kind of getting crowd crowdfunding for, right? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Not. Well, we're we're in post production now, but we are still crowdfunding. So okay. we 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 had enough money for production, but we still want to raise more for post. So mm-hmm. it's a good message to put out there that we're yeah. still crowdfunding and still making in the process of making the film. Well, listen, this this is a platform for for you guys. So you say whatever you want, uncensored, whatever. I literally am just just making you know this is just kind of freestyling whatever um so but how did you guys ended up meeting because it seems like Ava is like your muse (laughs) (laughs) me and Ava we just got really close honestly over like the start of our projects and we've yeah we've turned into creative partners really um so back in the day when I was going into my sophomore year of college and Ava was as well, um, I was making this short film called Yasemin, which was based on my mom's story when she came to the States. Um, and at that time, you know, I was like a young college student, didn't have that many resources. Uh, and I had a really tough film to cast, like young Iranian girls who spoke Farsi. So I just went on backstage casting and I messaged every single girl that looked Persian or had a Persian sounding last name. And I said, I make, <laughs> excuse me. I said, um, I'm making this film. You look like you could be great for the role. Do you speak Farsi? And then it just went from there. Ah, so what was your take on Julia when you first met her? Were you like nervous when you were auditioning for her her role? We actually, Julia and I hopped on a call and I at first didn't know that she was, I don't think I knew that you were Jewish. I just knew that you were Persian. And then Mm -hmm. in the call, you like told me what the story was about. And I had never met another Persian Jewish artist ever. Um, So I was like, oh my God, like, here's this Persian Jewish director, writer, and I'm this Persian Jewish actress. This is like a match made in heaven because we both want to tell these stories about our family leaving. And we both like have like pretty similar cultural backgrounds, you know? Right. So it was really exciting for me to do Yasemin was like the second short film I had ever done. I was also a sophomore uh, studying acting at UCLA while um, Julia was studying filmmaking at Chapman. And so she sort of, we sort of found each other in a time where we were like learning our craft, you know? Um, And then we started becoming friends and we did winter. And then actually Julia and I became roommates during COVID. And Um, I, since I was like 15, had been wanting to write my mom's story of leaving Iran during the Iran-Iraq war in 1988. mm. Um, My mom had always, you know, she grew up telling us these stories about how she left. And so I, you know, for years sort of had bits and pieces of a feature. And then in 2020, I like sat down and like wrote um, a feature and Julia actually helped me write the feature. And then 
I was like, okay, let me make like vignettes and have like a little mini, mini sort of short films. Right. And then I was like, wait, well, you know, I can't, it's not feasible to make like five, six little mini short films. So let me write a short film of a one slice of life moment. Right. Um, and I decided to write in the Garden of Tulips, which was um, the final day my mom had in Iran, the final car ride she has with her father in the countryside uh... of Iran before she gets smuggled out of the country. This script itself is based on my mom's story. It's intimately based on my mom and my grandpa's, my mom and her dad's relationship. Yeah. But um, obviously some things are fictionalized for storytelling's sake. Right. And then she already was like really involved with like helping me create the feature. And so then I don't really remember how it happened, but I think I was like, do you want to direct the, did I, I think I asked you, do you want to direct, you want to direct this proof of concept and go from there? Oh. Yeah, it just kind of blossomed. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So you wrote Garden of Tulips. I didn't know it was you. I thought I thought Julie did that one too. All right. So look at you, Julie. I did like taking uh -huh. if you could write a story about my direct a movie about my mom too. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ava is a beautiful writer. So I'm I'm lucky to have directed her her script. And um it's actually the first script that I didn't write that I'm directing. So that was a really, really fun and cool process for me to kind of have like a bit of a detachment from the story and kind of see it from a slightly more objective viewpoint it was it was a really cool experience do you do you like do you think that it poses more of a challenge when you're more disconnected from a script or is yeah. it like do you have more of a vision of how you kind of see it editing you know play it out in your head if you actually know what is being said yeah that's a great question I think it has its benefits and it's and its drawbacks. I think whenever you're writing something, like you have this picture in your head of how you're going to see it. So in that sense, you have more time to really like craft the vision for your story. But I think the beautiful thing about working with a script that I didn't write is, is just having that objective viewpoint and being able to really detach myself from the like, the story and just kind of see it for exactly what it is like maybe a viewer would see it mm -hmm. um, and then get to shape how we present it from there and how we kind of like convey all of these emotions so in that sense it's, it's really fun honestly and um, I thought gave me even a little bit more freedom because now I had you know something that wasn't so just etched into my mind it was a little more malleable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wow it was a challenge for me the writer having had an image in my head yeah sort of relinquish surrender sort of what some of my ideas were and really let julia take reins and i think you know in some ways a collaboration of going back I really want this, please. So I think like, you know, Julia also had a lot of grace. I think I felt like Julia, you know, took me in on what like some of my hopes and dreams were right. for a thing I had, you know, thought of for such a long time. Right. So I, I think, um, yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's funny you say that because I, I one thing I realized like as I'm become more active in my editing and my 
I, I don't even know what I, I don't call myself a filmmaker. I mean, Julia, you're a filmmaker. I'm just someone who's just like making documenting no, events that I, I thank you for saying that. But I don't see myself. As, I just see myself as just documenting history and just kind of adding my own little like artistic flair to the like a like a recap video or whatever. I like I look at you and I think oh, you're you're the filmmaker. Like I'm, I'm like right here. You're like up there. But um. But one thing I've learned, and I'm sure you would agree, is that like I never I have an idea of how a video is gonna come out, but I never know like what the finished product is going to look like. So like, you know, like other like you may have an idea of like a vision of like, okay, I want it to look exactly like this, but then the final product may look completely different. But you're like, oh, it's kind of got like 10% or like 20% of what I thought was in there, and it kind of took took a different shape but yeah it still kind of conveyed the message to me yeah I mean I definitely like I mean of course having written it I have a very clear idea of what it looks like in my head from beginning to end and I think some of it is gonna look like that and I think some of it isn't gonna look like that but we'll still entirely cater to the piece you know it's right. the blend of me and Julia's vision coming together so mm -hmm. ultimately I think you know what the film will be is a amalgamation of you know both of our like ideas coming together and I think that could have been better than anything I could have thought of all on my own you know well the both of you definitely have uh are in my opinion I think you guys are both rising stars I think you guys definitely are making quality art um you know it's not I don't say that lightly because I think a lot of art sucks but <laughs> I'll be honest and some people try and they fail and they just they do they suck at it but you guys don't I, I I definitely think you guys you guys are talented for sure I wouldn't have you know you know like I definitely give credit when credit is due and you know Julia you I really hope uh the larger studios definitely take notice in your in your work and hopefully if there's ever like a big budget studio with regards to the Iranian story um you know they do trust your vision on bringing that to life because i really think you know if there's anyone that could bring it to life it would be you and i think although you definitely you should definitely be a part of it too and if there's anything for me to promote it i'm happy to promote it <laughs> you know like it's all good um so yeah th this is just supposed to be like 15 minutes just because like the instagram reel is only 15 minutes but you know just wanted to if there's anything you want to say you want to plug put any plugs whatever you want to say mike is uh -huh. yours uh well let's plug let's plug both films maybe so you can watch winter of 79 on my personal vimeo account or you can watch it on the amuleto youtube account um and then we are still crowdfunding for in the garden of tulips so ava i'll let you chime in so uh, we actually are taking tax deductible donations. So if you want a tax deductible uh, donation to help fund our film, maybe Andy, you can uh, drop the link. We are um, sponsored, we're fiscally sponsored by a nonprofit called Fractured Atlas that's helping us use their um, 501c3 name to help us get tax deductible donations for you all. Very nice. Yeah, send over that link. I'll put it in the caption. For sure. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much for your time. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully look forward to the next project. And if you want to ever do this again, you just shoot me a DM. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for including us. It was my pleasure. Seriously, keep up the great work and uh, hope to see you guys in New York soon for another rally. Thank you. And please stay safe in the meantime. Thank you. Have a good night. Ciao, ciao. Good night.
Bye, Bye. guys.